That is a nice table. I like that table. Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And you just did finger guns to a, a computer screen because no one else is there with yep. you. <laughs> well, I did finger guns to you. Oh, I just kind of I just kind of saw it like on the bottom, and I was like, did No, you I mean, do... I I needed to bring them up higher. <laughs> I didn't bring them. You up did high them real enough, low, but... and I was like, Are you just doing finger guns for yourself? <laughs> Um, yes, I am. Uh, so we are back um, for an episode. The same way we and are. That twice is a month. what we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> an episode is the thing that we are doing tonight. Um, so I think last week you did Stephanie's, or last episode you did Stephanie's binge or uh, music, music corner. corner. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll do my binge watch update, and I will just say that I am very behind on the trend of watching this show, so I really, I almost feel like I shouldn't, like, mention that you should watch this, because I feel like most people have at this point, um, but I recently binged The Witcher Oh, that's show. a good show. That's a real good show. Um, yeah, Matt brought it up, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll watch it. Like, I haven't not watched it for any reason other than the fact that, like, I don't like having to sit down for hour-long TV shows. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think we watched it in, like, three days. It was very good. We just stayed up really late. Um, Henry Cavill is gorgeous. Everyone in that show is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, his ass is, his like, rippling around. I want him to choke me with his thighs. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I mean, the storyline's good, too. The storyline's good, too. Yeah. Um, but everyone's very attractive to just, like, watch for. Um, I will say, like, the only thing that kind of sucks is, like, they don't go super deep into the lore, and it, like, kind of leaves you wondering why they say certain things, or, like, they kind of, like, lead into it and then never really explain things. Like, there's a part where Hen- uh, Gerald... Um, mm-hmm. He was talking about like his Witcher eyes, and he was like, "Do you know what I had to do to get these, or what they did to me to give me these?" And then we're like, "I was like, what? What did they do? What? What happened? What did they do? <laughs> what they did to you?" <laughs> um, and they kind of go more into it from what I understand in the video games, and like you can look it up pretty easily. Um, but yeah, that's my only complaint. But uh, it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for like a year and plus. I think like a year and four months. It came out like in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it came out in January of last year, something like that. Um, so yeah, good show. Yeah, it's a real good show. Um, and I don't think I. I feel like I binged other things, but I can't think of any of them. It's fair. The Witcher has been the highlight because I noticed you and I yeah, have been talking been. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so with binge watch update being over, because I only watched one thing, pretty much. Uh, Seth, what are we drinking? Um, so today we're actually doing something kind of fun. We are going to do a side-by-side tasting of Pliny the Elder and the recently released double dry hopped, two-stage double dry hopped Pliny the Elder. Yep. So this... Um, so normally we would like split these um, yeah but we both have our own like what is the bomber yeah 
and then our own 16 ounce. It's not quite a bomber. It's only 17 ounces, so it's not quite a full bomber. But yeah, it's like a bottle and then a full can. So I guess we get drunk tonight. Um, I guess they're both like a little bit around 16 ounces. I don't know why they just don't can Pliny the Elder. It's about that size, but. I mean, it's about that aesthetic of that bottle, I guess. That aesthetic. So this Pliny is actually pretty fresh too, which is kind of nice. It was um, bottled on 215. How can you tell that? It is. There's a little square by the barcode. Oh. By the barcode. It has like a laser etched. Oh, barcode. I see it. Uh, 21521. Oh, yeah, that's pretty So it's like a little bit less than a month. When old. did you ship this out? Um, You got it on Saturday. I got it. Saturday. Yeah. You shipped it out last Tuesday, it Tuesday, last Wednesday. Or Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to open this so that I can... Yeah, I mean, I bought it, and I think it was, like, two weeks old. Oh, very nice. Okay. Okay. So, you've had the Elder, yeah? I have. Okay. I have not had the double, the two-stage. I haven't either. So, I was going to say, to, like, give some context, we have both had the Elder. I mean, I hope most people have had the Elder. I don't think that that's accurate because I know that, I mean, the elder is hard to get because it's only in California. Right, and, but like, if you go to California area. and in the Bay Area you and you're a beer fan, Yeah, but you not get a lot Pliny. of people have done that. Yeah. yeah, but like saying that you've been to California and been in the Bay Area, I feel like that's, that limits people. I know people, like when we did this giveaway, so for other background, um, these are two beers that were in our giveaway that we just recently did. Yep. Um, a lot of people were really excited about the fact that they could try Pliny for the first time. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the people also just want free Pliny. Yes, free Pliny, but also for the first time. Yeah. Okay. So So it's been a long time since you've had Pliny, right? Like about a year? uh, If not more. A year, if not more. Okay. So that's going to be interesting because I I know, like, I told Stephanie, I think I... um, I have had Pliny recently and, like, I compared it to another IPA, like West Coast IPA. Um, so I'm excited to see how you think of it like a year plus since the last yeah. time you've had it. Yeah. And like being super fresh. Yeah. I think that being super fresh might, you know, pivot my thoughts a little bit. Oh yeah, this shit's good. This yeah. shit's real good. It's just so clean. That's, yeah, it is. It's like the cleanest IPA I feel like you could find. Like, it's just pure IPA to its core. It is so clear to look at, too. Like, I can literally look at you through the beer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Like, it's so, it's, like, so fresh tasting, so, like, mm-hmm. crisp, so clean. Um, it reminds me a lot of Bodum. Like, Bo- oh, sorry, I guess Bodum reminds me a lot of this. But um, Bodum's a little bit more piney. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, a mellowness of all, like, the background flavors. Yeah. That all you really get is, like, pure IPA essence. Yeah, totally. It's got a lot of, like, hoppy flavor to it, but it's just so damn smooth. The thing, yeah, like, it's got a lot of hops, but, like, hops can sometimes be musky. Yeah, and, and this like, is just so overwhelming. clean and smooth. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. It does. It does live up to the hype. 
<laughs> I know you it and really I have talked does. about this. This I know, beer and lives I, like, I t- up to the hype. I had it like the other day while drunk, and I was like, I don't know, I like Bodum better. But like as I'm drinking this, it's like okay, well, Bodum's got more of like a berry, like pininess to it. Whereas yeah. this is just so like clean and so fresh. Yeah. Um, so fresh and so clean. Yeah. That it's just fucking delicious. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, yeah. Did you send some of this? Makes one me of- really. Ex- did you send one of these to our friends at Pilot Project too? I did in um, the icing video. Danny or Dan uh, hides the yeah. He tries to the, hide uh, the smear off ice, ice with the Pliny. <laughs> with the Pliny. So um, I, I did do send ha- this. I do have a question. What is huh? two stage double dry hopped mean? Beats me. I think it just means that they dry hop it twice so like double in different stages i was gonna say so they dry hop it and then later on they dry hop it i can look it up yeah see if we can find anything about it okay i'm on their website and it says for drop double dry hopped double ipa for pliny says pliny the elder was one of the first commercially brewed double ipas created by Vinny in 1999 while the brewery was still owned by corbell winery in 2020, we brewed Pliny for present by taking the original recipe and adding a two-step double dry hop DDH process. The beer was a huge hit, not only with beer enthusiasts, but the entire Re- Russian River beer crew. We decided to bring it back in 2021 with double dry hop Pliny the Elder. Got it. Uh, okay. The original Pliny and double dry hop both have the same hop bill, while the amount of dry hops is roughly double than the double dry hopped. The original Pliny is dry hop. Sorry, the original Pliny is dry hopped on, it's a lot of dries in here, on day seven with about two pounds per barrel, and the double dry hopped is dry hopped in day one, and then again on day six for a total of about four pounds per barrel. So, um, it looks like they, yeah, they do, they double dry hop it in two stages. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, and then it says the double dry hopping, this process adds even more flavor, complexity, hop aroma, and freshness, freshness to the beer. Okay. Yeah. Let's do um, it. What's interesting is that I think, so just before we get into it, um, the reaction to Double Dry Hopped was huge. Um, and they've started brewing it more. So like when I bought this, it was going to be a limited time offer. Yeah. Um, and they decided to brew more of it. Um, and they're selling, they're not distributing it. Um, you can buy it on their website to be shipped to you if you're in California or, like, I think Nevada, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because um, of, like, the state-to-state yeah. liquor laws. Yeah. Um, and, or you can buy it and have it in their brew houses, like, their pubs. Yeah, I saw that they're pouring it on draft at the brew pub. Yeah. So. Yep. And they are open, again, for outdoor dining, which I would like to go to soon. Yeah, you guys should definitely take the drive up. Yeah, Sonoma County's not open for indoor yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't, like, gotten down enough, but um, outdoor would be cool. Okay, so double dry hopped is somehow, like, clearer. Yeah. I mean, it lo- I mean, obviously, I'm not drinking out of a glass, so I can't really tell. So I'll but take your like word for it. looks, like, clearer for some reason. I mean, I don't think it actually is. They're both really clear and yeah. maybe lighter in color. That's fair. Or I just didn't pour as much in the can. 
And that's possible too. Oh Jesus. That's so good. it's very good. The first thing that sticks out to me, it is more bitter than the original. See, I think the first thing I get is that it's a little bit more juicy. See, I get more bitterness. Like it's got more citrus. I get more like um I get more like flavor, if that makes sense. So like how we were talking about the original is very clean and smooth. This has a little bit more bitterness and more citrus flavor to it. Yeah, I get more citrus, um, for sure. I wish I had water to like rinse out my palate. I feel like this one's a little bit more balanced. I mean, I think there's just more flavor. It, I think it's easier to say that it's more balanced because there's yeah. more flavor to balance. Yeah, I think so too. Like, uh, well, see, that's that's so weird. They taste so different yet so similar. I know. It's very strange. Like, double dry hopped is just as smooth, just as clean. Yeah, it's just a different way of having that smoothness and that yeah. Cleanness. Like, I I really just think Pliny that... the Elder just had like pure IPA flavor, and like regular Pliny had pure IPA flavor and like bitterness and like nice piney and hoppiness. This one I feel like is less bitter, but you're saying it's more. I feel. I, um, I just think it's. I mean, yeah, it's I a know. different kind of bitterness. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can get that. It's less piney. I think that's maybe why it feels more that's, balanced. You know what? That's a good way to explain it. Like, I don't taste the pine flavor as much as you do yeah, in the original. Yeah, so it feels, like, smoother because I think that the the pine is lighter. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like an easy drinking. It doesn't feel like it's high ABV. Um well and it's eight percent i was gonna say girl i'm pretty sure this is eight percent it is eight percent wow that's good all right you ready to get into the topic yes so we didn't so well we we didn't describe the flavors the the three words but i think because we did the two beers i think it's fine yeah i think that um i mean doing this like kind of vertical side by side whatever yeah tasting of the two plinies like you kind of get an idea of the two i don't yeah. know that like we describe much other than saying like they're very good but they are very good if you can get your hands on either one of them definitely something to do um because they're great beers very clean ipa flavors i think i mean I, we didn't say the three words but i think we really emphasize clean balanced and fresh yes yes so like that really describes both of them yeah i definitely think tasting them side by side was fun yeah i think so too um i kind of i think i like double dry hopped better see i think i like the original better i like the double dry hopped a lot um and maybe i like it better because like it may go away (laughs) and that can get pliny yeah um like at the store across the street yeah yeah i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see what i crave (laughs) we'll see what you what you're reaching for Cool. So with that, uh, let's get into the episode. So this episode, and I feel like we say this like every couple of weeks, this episode was a long time coming. (laughs) We say that every episode. We talk about a lot of things that we eventually do get around to going 
back into, and this yeah. is one of them. This is because I of do them. think I talked about like rebinging this and during a binge watch update at some point. Yeah, and I I literally can almost guarantee as soon as you said that on that same episode, I go, oh, we need to do an episode on that show. Yeah. So yeah, I think we did. We're talking about the sitcom Community. So good. Which I would I would argue is the best of like that genre of the comedy sitcom. I think Community is better than The Office. I think it's better than Parks and Rec. I think it's better than Scrubs. I think it's better than all of it. I think Community is so fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, I think Community is probably the best one just because like I think for us Community is like everybody else's office where like Yeah. We could watch community. Like I've literally finished community and then like started it over. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, hit, hit the last episode and then like replayed the first one, because um, it like just doesn't get old. And I feel like no. um, with Parks and Rec, like I love Parks and Rec and I love Thirty Rock. I get tired of watching those. Like by the yeah. time it's over, um, with like Community, I don't get tired of the characters. I don't get tired of the plot. No, I don't either. And I think it's just because there's like not a plot, really. So let's let's <laughs> get into it. So. Community is a comedy sitcom about a community college in the fictional town of Greendale, Colorado. Fun fact, yep. they had to make it located in Colorado because they didn't want it to be confused with Greendale, California, which is a real city. And they wanted to make mm-hmm. it very obvious, like, this is not a real place. And I believe it was based on, or inspired by Dan Harmon's um, experience in Yeah, so Dan Harmon obviously was um, the main writer for the majority of the show. Not yeah. all of it, but the majority well, of, the the part of the show. We'll for come, the good part of the show. We'll come back to that. Uh, so Dan Harmon created the show, and he was one of yep. the main writers for the majority of the show's existence. And he... And if that name sounds familiar to you, Dan Harmon is also the creator of Rick and Morty. And I think he, I think he also about. worked on Glee... He maybe did. He's, Dan Harmon's worked on everything. Yeah. But yeah, no, for for us asshole nerds here, Rick and Morty yeah. is the first thing we think of. Yes. Which we do need to do an episode on at some point. I don't know how we haven't done a Rick and Morty episode. I don't know either. <laughs> that The Rick and Morty episode's going to turn into a Run the Jewels episode. Yeah, so I'm just going to say right now, you know how we just talked about, like, we always say that, like, this is a long time coming? Like, this is the beginning of that long time yeah. coming for Rick and Morty. Yeah. So when you listen to that one and you know what we're referencing, we'll reference, it's this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're referencing this episode. So, I mean, we've kind of already hinted our, uh, not even hinted, we, we fucking love this show. This show is yes. actually really well known for having a cult-like following, even though it didn't really perform that well in ratings and in airings during its time when it was on TV. So it was actually on air from September 17th of 2009 to June 2nd of 2015. So there were six seasons across multiple networks. It shifted Mm -hmm. around. But the show originally started airing immediately after The Office. So like it's, it was the 930 Eastern time slot immediately following the office so the the whole mm-hmm. goal was to get people that were watching the office to like continue to watch community on nbc and i think a that, shame they didn't well actually i think when the show first started airing there was a statistic of like 97 percent of the office viewers stayed to watch community 
Okay. At, when, it, I, when it was first so, starting. I would also say that, like, 2009, around that time, is kind of, like, when Netflix started up. Um, yeah. And I would say, like, 2011. Around, like, the peak of the show was when people started to, like, can't cut the cord and start going to Netflix. Yeah. And I feel like Community is one of the shows that really um, <clears throat> were hurt by... I think the that's fair. TV industry, like only looking at viewers, yeah, um, and not realizing that people were watching it like more once it was on streaming services because people yeah. weren't like having cable yeah. anymore. No, and I I've, haven't I've, thought like, of read that. Read an article recently about how, like, TV networks are now starting to see value in that mm-hmm. and like realize that like viewership when things air is not an actual metric to follow anymore yeah. because so many so few people actually have cable and watch yeah. things while it's airing. Very few people, like, sit down to watch TV at, like, the schedule time. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like, community was kind of hurt by that. No, I think that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Because I don't think I got Netflix until I was in college. That would have been after 2011. That's when I started yep, in college. I got, I got Netflix when I was in college, and I started watching community when I was in college yeah. as well. Um, once it was, I think it was... On, I don't think it was on Netflix, actually. I don't know where I I actually it. think I first started watching it on Hulu, because back yes, in those yeah. days, you could watch, like, recently aired, like, yep. uh, network, uh, like, network-y shows. Yeah. I don't remember how I watched it, to be honest, um, but it was online at some yeah. point in college. Like, in 2011 or so is when I started watching mm-hmm. it. Or 2012. But... Um, the show's also really well known for the improvisation of the lines, and that's because three of the main cast members, uh, Chevy Chase, Joel McHale, and Donald Glover, are all trained by, like, profession as improvisers. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that helps that, I mean, that helped the writing of the show go, you know, just exponentially. Oh yeah, for sure. Just because like they're like com- you have comedians, mm-hmm. um, basically running a comedy show. Yeah, and like every scene, and I've seen like a bunch of different um, outtakes that like every scene is slightly different. Yeah, um, and I mean that's just what makes the show. Oh, completely. Um, one of the other things the show is really well known for is they do like thematic episodes that use like common television tropes or cliches or they're holiday themed or they're Mm -hmm. a recurring topic and you kind of are asked as an audience to suspend your disbelief for that episode and it has nothing to do with the overall plot of the show but these thematic episodes pop up here and there and then they're like a recurring gag or something and that has nothing to do with the rest of it. Yes. I would argue that there is very little actual plot. Mm. Like, That's the plot fair. of the show is very loosely held together by the fact that these people are going to college yeah. and they're going to graduate. Yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> Potentially going to graduate. Yeah. Which, like, at the end of the show, some of them don't. Um, yeah. So, like, that's really the plot is just them getting through the semester and that's the only piece of plot every episode is like its own standalone yeah i was actually gonna say each episode is kind of its own plot line it's just the one episode there's a beginning a conflict and a resolution all within the episode which i think is what makes it so easy to watch because like 
you don't have to sit there and understand the plot. You can just watch it for face value. And mm-hmm. it's so short that, like, it really picks up on this generation's, like, short attention span. Yeah. Um, that, like, you get the resolution and you get the satisfaction by, the like, the end of 23 minutes. Yeah. Oh, 23 minutes. I forget how short it is. But then I'm also, like, just flying through episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, TV shows that are 30 minutes are generally, like, 23, No, I know. But, like, when you say that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so short. And then I'm like, no, that yeah. checks out. Well, yeah, I mean, 30-minute shows are 23 minutes. Hour-long shows are, like, 45. Yeah. So let's highlight the main people in the show. So yeah. you did mention that the show is about the, we, this particular mm-hmm. group within a community college, and it starts as they are a study group for Spanish mm-hmm. class. Is it for the, them? Yes. Okay, so they're a study group for a Spanish span- class. Well, it's a study group that Joel McHale's character, Jeff Winger, starts because he wants to hook up with Gillian Anderson's um, Britta. Yeah. So he, like, starts his fake study group, and people actually sign up for it. But they and are forming a study group for um, their Spanish class. For Spanish, yes. Who their it's a fake profess- study group because... Their professor is, uh, they call him Chang, but it's Dr. Ken Jong. He's not a doctor. He actually is a real doctor. Yes. Is he real? Yeah. No. He's a medical professional no. doctor. Yeah, he is. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. I don't believe that. I don't believe yes, that. Yes, he is. I don't think that that's accurate. He's He openly talks about how he met his wife in med school. Oh, my God. He is a licensed physician. I told you. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were... <laughs> I'm not lying. I mean, I think you were lying. I just thought you were mistaken. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it starts as like, so very much like Jeff's plot, like Jeff's character is um, the kind of person that's like abusing situations to make like, to to get to like um, benefit from it. Well, the other fun thing about him is that Jeff Winger is only in community college because he's been faking having a law degree. So he's been a practicing mm-hmm. lawyer that never had a law degree. And he, like, cheated on the bar. Yeah. So, he, like, get fi- he, they find that out. He gets kicked out and goes back to community college to get his degree and then become mm-hmm. a natural lawyer. So, he creates this um, study group to hook up with Britta um, because he, like, wants her to join. And she joins, but so do, like, regular people. And it becomes, like, an actual study group where yeah. they're all friends. So, Britta um, I think a is big thing studying... To know- uh what political science or something along those um, lines or psych- psychology it's psychology yeah eventually it's psychology yeah i don't remember what it is in the beginning um but i think a big thing to know is that like a lot of the people in this went on to be like pretty big actors oh yeah i mean some um, of so these people were famous gillian beforehand anderson. yeah so there's gillian anderson um who plays britta gillian jacobs Oh yeah, you're you're combined. Sorry, I keep saying I'm, I'm saying Jillian Anderson from X Files. Yeah, Gillian Jacobs who plays Britta. There's um, Allison Brie, who plays Annie. I always forget her name. Annie. Annie. Um, Donald Glover. Um, His character is Troy. Troy. Uh, I don't remember Abed's. Danny Pudi. Uh, Danny Pudi, yeah. Um, who plays Tro- uh, Ab- Abed? Chevy Chase is Pierce and then Yvette Nicole Brown is I'm totally uh Shirley Shirley um and that's the group and then there's Ken Jong who is uh Chang um uh 
John Oliver is in there occasionally. Yeah, I don't remember his character's name, but he plays the actual psychology teacher. Um, he's Professor um, Ian Duncan, so they just call him yes. Duncan. Yeah. Um, I, but I think that's really it for the main group. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, you also didn't mention the dean. Jim Rash is the dean. The dean. Um, the Dean is such a good character, too. <laughs> but wait, so we were talking kind of about, like, who the main people are. So, obviously, Jeff, former lawyer, is back in community college to finish getting yep. his actual degree. Britta is a student at the community college. Um, she's, Danny... like, an ex-act. She used to be, like, an activist and all yeah. of that stuff. And then is, like, going to college to become a psychologist now. Like, she's, like, an older... So she's one of the older groups. Yeah. So, like, there's Jeff that's, like, in his 30s, but yeah. is, like, I think late 20s. Yeah, and then uh, Abed is fresh out of high school in community college. Mm-hmm. And Abed is, like, this – he wants to be a filmmaker. I don't know if he mm-hmm. wants to in the beginning, but he, it's eventually he throughout does. the show he wants to be a filmmaker. He does. I think one of the first episodes, like, his dad wants him to become, like, an accountant or something. Something or along like those lines. Or something yeah. Like that. Um, and then he says he wants to become, like, a director, and yeah. his dad won't support that, so they, like, pay for his college, like, Britta pays for his college for him, Yeah, he can't afford it. Um, then, uh, Troy, who is- Troy's uh, also fresh out of high school. also out of college. Yep. Or, sorry, high school. Um, he was his um, high school's quarterback, and he doesn't think that he can amount to anything, so he just goes well, to Well, he had a scholarship and then gets injured. Oh, right. Um, so he went to community college instead. And then there's Annie. Who uh, went to Alison the same Bree, high school as Troy. As Troy. But he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that she, like, took a bunch of drugs, like Adderall, and, like, was enough. <laughs> was essentially, like, an addict. Oh, didn't she addict. have to go to, like, uh, rehab because she was on? Yeah, she went yeah. to rehab. Um, and she was, like, the perfect straight-A student. She's, like, the straight-laced one that ended up going to community college because she went to rehab and, like, got kicked out. Like, mm-hmm. they just didn't take her after that. Um, so, like, it's – that kind of comes into play where, like, there is a younger group and then there is an older group. Yeah, because um, then Shirley, also – Shirley, for example, is, like, going to school to get, um, like, a business degree. Yeah, she has three kids business. and she wants to start her own business. But Shirley – Throughout the show, it turns out that Shirley and Jeff are actually, like, almost the same age. Yes. And yeah, then, they talk about that a lot. Um, um, the final member yes, is just, like, Pierce. old. Pierce is a former businessman that is just going to community well, college. Well, he is not, like, a, technically a businessman. He, he like, owns a business, heir to, Oh, He's, yeah. like, the heir to, like, an empire of, like, a wet wipe empire. Yeah. And is just, like, has a bunch of money and goes to school yeah. to, like have something to do with his life yeah um so they all have kind of like this background um and they're all very different from each other yeah like personality wise which like is definitely a conflict yeah um i mean jeff being selfish is an issue like annie being crazy is an issue troy and abed tend to not be part of the conflicts they're just kind of there like doing doing crazy things i did actually read so throughout the show Troy and Abed become like best friends. And yeah. I actually read that that wasn't supposed to happen, but because in real life, um, Donald Glover and Danny Pudi would just like riff off of each other. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is like the comedy duo yeah. of the show. So um, I know I mentioned that everyone like out of that show has gotten like pretty famous. 
I would argue the only person that hasn't really gotten that famous, like, for actual, like, face, like, not voice acting, is Danny Pudi. Danny Pudi does a lot uh, of voice acting. He does a lot of voice acting, and I think he's hilarious. Oh, he's so and funny. it makes me sad that he, like, doesn't actually, like, get out there in front of the screen. Um, but I do love his voice acting. He does a lot of good work with voice acting. He actually, well, the show just finished airing, but he was in the most recent version of DuckTales with Ben yeah. Schwartz and Bobby Moynihan. So, like, he's yep. done big things, and he's been in other TV shows. But, he's just not as well known yeah. for, like, actual, like, for yeah. acting outside of, like, voice acting. Unless you're us okay, that just so, like, follow him obsessively. <laughs> oh, because I, I, he's, like, my favorite. Yeah. I would argue, and I texted you this today, like, Abed is my favorite character. So Abed's your favorite character? I was going to say Troy well, is my no, favorite Well, no, I mean... So Abed and I feel like Peak Show is Abed and Troy together. Yes. So like Abed's my favorite of the two because he's just so ridiculous and over the top and like robotic and some See, of my favorite lines. I was gonna say said. Troy is my I I agree that Troy and Abed is the best, but I think Troy is the best because he always just says very he's very clueless and he says some things oh, out yeah. of left field and you just lose yeah. it. But it's funny because, like, Troy is clueless because he's dumb. Yes. Abed is clueless because he's, like, autistic. Don't and that's, think... like, a running... Yeah. That's, a, like, a running thing where, like, it's very obvious that Abed is autistic and doesn't really understand social cues because he doesn't understand, like, people and, like, their emotions and their drive. Like, he understands their drives, but he doesn't understand emotions. He doesn't yeah. understand, like people period mm-hmm. and that's i think why he pulls in like so much film references because that's the only way he can really understand um human interaction yeah um actually i also made note of a couple of other like recurring characters that are just like really funny um so mm-hmm. leonard is this random old man that is in community college <laughs> dude my favorite jokes about Leonard are just that, that they're always like, Leonard, you're old. Go away. He Leonard just, like, pops up, and he's literally, like, uh, to the point he's where like, he's like on about a walker. To die. He's, like, about yeah, to die. Yeah, he's, like, about to die. And he's just, like, going to community college and partying with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. there's Eric, who's one of, like, the nerdy guys. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's Starburns. Who's, to a star. Um, he has sideburns in the sideburns. shape of a star, and the guy wears, like, a top yeah. hat, and he's, like, super weird. And they always just, no one knows his name. They just call him Starburns. He hasn't, they've, seen, they've said his name before. No, they didn't. His name, Alex. His name, his name is Alex. Alex? Yeah, they have said his name before. Oh, I've only ever heard them call him Starburns. They've said Starburns, but they've referred, somebody's referred to him as Alex before. Oh. Oh, um, like when he got arrested, I think. Oh, that might, that's fair. They were like, Alex Starburns. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. Um, there's also Leonard. Sorry. That's who I just said. Leonard. Um, who's the, like the nerdy guy? That's Eric. Eric's the guy with the really really? big glasses that his, he's kind of got a lisp. Yeah. Um, and then there's Garrett. Isn't Eric the Oh, doctor? Eric's his name. Garrett's the actor. You're right. I'm getting confused. Okay, Garrett's his name. Mm-hmm. Eric is the actor. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. He's the nerdy guy. Yes. Because um, the... I remember there was an episode about, like, Jeff finding his locker, and there was, like, a save Garrett. <laughs> and he was like, why are we saving him? And he's like, well, we saved him. It doesn't, like, he's like, what was wrong? <laughs> She's like, well, we saved him. So nothing anymore. 
And then the other important character who does not get enough credit is Magnitude. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> um, agreed. Um, it's funny because, like, there's an episode where they talk about how, like, they show how they're all connected. Um, and they show how Magnitude got pop, pop. Yeah. Uh, the actor that plays Magnitude was in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, I know. He's Lee Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that every time I watch it. I'm like, as soon as I, I found that, that out, I was like, that's Lee Jordan. Pop, pop. I think another really interesting <laughs> fact about this show is that there is, like, the main group of people, mm-hmm. uh, which is a study group, and the entire show runs around them, but the entire community college also mm-hmm. revolves around them to where, like, the dean is obsessed with them. But there's a second group of people that's, like, Garrett... Leonard, uh, the girl, what's her name again? Which one? The one that, um, Vicky. Vicky. Um, she's, like, the bigger girl. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, and, like, Magnitude, there's, like, a second group of people that's, like, all the recurring, like, side characters Mm -hmm. that are constantly annoyed by, um, like, the main group, and they're just, like do they think about anybody other than them, themselves? And so, like, there's this, like, main story, like, group, and then there's a second yeah. one that just gets, like, shoved to the side. And, like, they're the people that are always, like, involved and screwed over by, like, the study group's intentions and, like, their actions. Um, well, you brought but up... But I do think it's important. You brought up the the dean. So yeah. the dean is obsessed with the study group. Oh, he's, like... He's in he's love like, His main with drive Winger. in... His main drive in the show is to, like, make sure the study group stays together and survives. Yeah. And, yes, he's obsessed with Jeff Winger. And he, like, wants... And I think a very interesting thing about the Dean is that his sexuality is constantly, like, just... Like, it's discussed but never actually answered. Yeah. Because he's taught... Like, there's an episode about, like, the Dean being gay. Mm-hmm. And having to be gay because, like, the school board said something insensitive. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, I don't think I actually, like, am. Like, I, I think it's more than that. Um, because the Dean, like, uh, is very eccentric. He wears, like, women's clothes. He... He dresses um, up Jeff in over-the-top costumes just yeah. for fun. Um, and, like, he... It's, it's, it's like a topic that they kind of touch, but they never actually explain, which mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate that they're just like, we're not going to explain this. We're just going to make him him and not put a label on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So there is an episode though, where he like starts channeling Jeff Winger and, uh, Annie's like, why am I attracted to the Dean? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's the Freaky Friday episode yeah. where. Troy and Abed, like, pretend to switch bodies. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the Dean, like, touches Jeff. And he's like, whose body am I in? Yeah. And uh, Jeff is like, no, we're not doing this. And he (laughs) just, like, pretends to be Jeff throughout the episode. And Annie slowly gets more attracted to him. (laughs) Well, that's, like, a running thing is that, like, Jeff and Annie are like into each other, even though it's constantly it's acknowledged creepy. that he's way too old for her. Yeah, it's like a like he kisses her, they kiss at some point, and like Jeff is hooked up, like hooks up with Britta. Yeah, and so like that's fine according to everyone because they're the same age, but like he has a very odd relationship with her where he's almost like a parental figure. 
but also there's like this weird attraction um and it's like a very uncomfortable situation that they like continually broach yeah and um like she like you can tell that she's attracted to him like she refers to it as the annie of it all um like the would they will they won't they he's like that there's no will they yeah there's nothing um oh god where was i going with that that made me think i do have a question for you sure um so actually we're talking about general funny bits so let's keep going on that um what's one of your favorite like running gags um i mean the constant reference to six seasons in a movie they like literally put that in the episode one, like one of the episodes. Yeah. So, um, what that was about was at the time there was an NBC show, and I forget what it was called, but in the show, Abed is like obsessed with it, and he's like, "Oh, there's six seasons in a Cougar movie." Town. There's no, it's a different show. It's not Cougar Town. Oh. And he's referencing six seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie, and then it. it kind of became like a running gag for the show itself. Yeah. And that's why there's still talks that, you know, we've had About six seasons. They've we had could six do a movie. at this point. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important. So we, we kind of skipped over this, and I think it's interesting to talk about. Um, but you mentioned that uh, the show has been on multiple different networks. So mm-hmm. it's been on NBC, uh, Comedy Central, I think, at some point. So NBC, I think Comedy Central bought the rights once it hit syndication. So it was showing on yeah, Comedy Central. And it got dis- it got canceled for a little bit, and it was a kind of always on the verge of being canceled. And they did the final yeah, so season. Yeah, the show was on literally always on the Hulu? verge. You t- uh, Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo that's TV. what it was. Um, so yeah, it got canceled after like four seasons, three. So after three seasons, Dan Harmon got fired. Yes. Yeah, so the the show's creator, correct? yes, that's correct. The show's creator and main writer got fired due to some alcohol related incidents that affected Mm -hmm. his job on set so season four was a different writer but then Mm -hmm. season they brought him back they brought him back so he did five and then season five it got canceled and And then then season season six six it got revived by yahoo and he did write season six right um it's interesting because you can tell kind of you can tell in season four that he got fired yeah um you can tell it's a completely different writer and different showrunner so they actually tend to refer later in the series to that anything that happened in season four is the gas leak year because all the characters were acting out of character so they're like oh Mm -hmm. we have the the gas leak remembering yeah oh it's just gas leak year and then i've also seen um some theories about how season four doesn't follow the same timeline that's entirely as the other seasons where like time is just dilated during that season as well because of the gas leak yeah um but i do think it's really interesting how they like constantly do um like they have a lot of like self-referential things Mm -hmm. like that with like the the gas leak year is one of them um like in season six Jeff comes back to college as a professor mm-hmm. and they like are very, they are self-referential about him coming back. Um, and like how it's starting over and like, it's, it's like a new story. Um, and like the characters themselves are very self-referential. Um, specifically Abed who 
you, I would argue, and, like, a lot of fan theories out there are that, like, he's aware that he's in a TV show. Yeah, I've read that. I think that's hilarious. Well, Abed's very into movies and very into TV um, and film in general. And he, like, breaks the fourth wall a bunch. He refers to things. Like, there's a bottle episode. He's like, we're doing a bottle episode. We're doing a bottle episode. Um, And he, like, refers to it as being a TV show. So there's a lot of theories out there that Abed is aware that this is a TV show. I do. One of the things I do really love about Abed is his obsession with TV. So like in the early part of the show, he's obsessed with Cougar Town, which was also yeah. canceled. And then he was obsessed really with another that. show that also got canceled. And then all of a sudden they introduce him to British TV and he falls mm-hmm. in love with like this Doctor Who type knockoff show. And that. What is it called again? Space something? Hold on, the Lorigons. I, I can find it. Hold on. Space Space Investigator. It's called. Uh, Inspector Space Time. Yeah. What did I say? Space Investigator. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, close. Um, I think the whole Cougar Town thing is interesting because, like, I think when I – the Cougar Town is obviously a real show, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. Um, and I always thought it – like, I've only ever assumed it was trash. But the way he talks about it, he's like, it's like a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Um, but, like, his uh, obsession with film and TV is very interesting because it leads to some really funny episode. Like, there's the Cougar Town one where he, like um, – He's talking, he he and Jeff are having dinner and they're like doing, it's his birthday mm-hmm. and they're trying to do like a whole Pulp Fiction thing for him and he's telling Jeff of the story about how like he went to, like he won this like this thing and got to be an extra on Cougar Town but then like he was like, but I like Cougar Town and like this is a show and like is just going like spiraling about how like he had to become a character on Cougar Town but he's like, I built this character that's Cougar Town, that's yeah. in Cougar Town but then there's me and which one am I? And he's just, like, spiraling out of control. The other really fun, funny one is, is, like, sometimes he'll take a class that's, like, all about something specific. So, like, he did a Nick Cage class. That's Critical and, Film Studies, isn't it? Where he's, like, yeah. he watches every single Nick Cage movie. And they, he literally, the professor literally says, do not do this. Do not watch more than three. And he watches every single one. He, like, walks into the next class, like, as Nick yeah. Cage. And he's like, I don't know. Is he crazy? Is he a genius? Which one is he? <laughs> There's another one, too. Uh, so before the Critical Film Studies one, he did the Who's the Boss episode yeah. where he took a Who's the Boss class. And the teacher is like, you know, there's no answer to that. And Abed's like, I would argue that there isn't. And he, like, proves it on the board that, like, someone is the boss and the guy just, like, quits and leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then at the beginning of the Nick Cage episode, he walks in and the professor is like, aren't you the one that made this professor that's worked here for this much years and, like, this well-respected professor quit and cry? Yeah. <laughs> and then he becomes Nick Cage. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking um, that Pulp Fiction episode, I actually completely forgot about that one. That episode is so good. Oh, it's great, because, like, uh, the whole thing is just a bit. Yeah. It, like, you really start to feel bad for Abed and Joel, uh, sorry, Jeff, is, like, worried about him. And then 
uh, the like waiter comes and is like asks him a question. He's like, "Are you doing a bit?" And he gets so yeah. mad. Uh, and like he got him like a really nice present because I think he got him like the briefcase from the movie. It's there's something um, inside of the briefcase that when he opens that they never show. Yeah, you. Yeah, they never show you, but it's in the like movie. whatever. Well, they never show you the movie either. Yeah, well, that's fair. We actually just well, watched Pulp Fiction the other day, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they never show you in the movie, and like, so he gets the actual briefcase. And he opens it, and he's like, whatever it is, blows him away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite, like, so a lot of the show themes continue on. So, like, there's the paintball episodes that continue, mm-hmm. like, the four episodes that continue. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Um, I really enjoy, and it didn't start as a running bit. It started with a single episode that then became a running bit, like the chaos theory. And I think that's one of the funniest recurring things that comes up within the show. So in season, the dark timeline, it's in season three. And uh, I think it's in season three. I think it's towards the end of season three or mi- middle of season three. I think so. But the concept um, is that Troy and Abed move in together and they're hosting a housewarming party and pizza arrives and Jeff says, we're going to roll this dice and whoever it lands on one to six. And he goes one. Yeah. He's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Whoever lands on gets the pizza. Yeah. And then op- there was a, apparently a seventh timeline where no one goes to get the pizza that's not right. That's not right? No, it's it's one through six, and then the seventh timeline is the one where Abed catches it and says, this oh, is that's a right. situation that you created that you never have to go yeah. because they're the seventh person. So, yeah, there's one through six timelines, and one of the timelines is what they refer to. Like, they continue on as a gag, calling it the darkest, the darkest timeline. timeline. We reference that um, a lot. And it's... In, like, just general... I can't remember... Who has to go get the pizza in the darkest timeline? All I know um, is that my favorite timeline is the one where Troy comes back and the entire apartment's on fire. That's the darkest timeline. That, is that the darkest timeline? Yeah. Oh, well, then that's the one where it's Troy has yeah, to go get the, the darkest, pizza. Because he's holding it and he's screaming. Yeah. That's the darkest timeline because he, like, ruins his vocal cords and has to have, like, the Oh, box. Yeah. Yeah. So your favorite timeline is the darkest timeline, apparently. It's really funny, um, and that gif I don't of, know why. of Troy walking in with the pizza is used in response oh, yeah. to everything. I don't know why, but one of my favorite parts about that is, like, Britta coming out of the uh, bathroom going, pizza, pizza, me so hungry. <laughs> and I don't know why it's so funny, but it is. My other favorite part are the bathroom olives. Yeah. Oh, and also, so Britta's in the bathroom smoking, mm-hmm. and Troy walks in to talk to her and, like, pulls out a pack, like, a metal pack, and he's like, no, I got my own. She offers him one, she's like, no, I got my own, and he pulls out, like, a candy cigarette. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. That I would say that The Darkest Timeline is also one of my favorites. I also really love the paintball episodes, because it's just kind of, like, insane how, like, in-depth they go. For, like, each episode is, like, themed after something. Yeah. Like, there's the Southwestern episode, or the Western episode. Then there's, like, the Star Wars yeah. one. Um, Interesting like, fact about... Abed is Han Solo, and Annie's, like, all of a sudden attracted to him. Yeah, he's Han he's, Solo because he's now suddenly Leia. Han Solo. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to say, one of the really cool things that happened because of a paintball episode, so the Russo brothers, as now very famously known from the MCU, were brought on because of their work directing um in season two they did uh, a fistful of paintballs and a few a uh, few paintballs more for a few paintballs more and yeah so their work on the paintball episodes like were what got them hired for the mcu the, the first thing they did for with the avengers the first movie they did was captain america winter soldier yeah yeah so that's i thought that Which was super really cool. cool yeah i think that's really cool too um, I think the paintball episodes are so crazy. They're so oh, yeah, stressful. They're so funny. So the entire concept, oh, I know, I know what's going to happen every time. Yeah. Well, the entire concept behind these paintball episodes is that they're doing some kind of big giveaway at Greendale every time. It's something different. The first one is what like um, pre- like preferential get, um, choice priority. in classes. Yeah. And then um, they just keep giving away bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger prizes. Well, the next time it's like $100,000 or something because it's by like the rival school. Yeah. And the, uh, the, it turns out the rival school has a bunch of paintball assassins that show up to yeah. like attack everybody because they want to keep the money. Yeah. And like all of a sudden everyone's very good at paintball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the episode turns on and everyone's like ridiculously good at paintball. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, in these episodes, they have, like, they're only, like, a, it's only been, like, a day or, like, a day. And, like, but everyone's, like, it's, like, in a post-apocalyptic war zone. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, they've created their own society. Yeah. Like, the, the, there's, like, a gr- there are groups of people and then there's, like, a uh, financial system yeah. going on. Is it? It's, f- and it's, like, within a couple hours, like, yeah. all of a sudden there's, like, a hierarchy well, I was going to say, is it the first one or the second one where they have the entire saloon? That's the first one. Okay. There's literally, in the cafeteria, you have like a secret yeah, the passcode first one is saloon. Like the Southwest version. Yeah. And then um, the second one is the space episode, the space version. Um, so the first one is like, that's the one where like, Vicky's dancing and they're like, dance, Vicky, dance. Yeah. Um... No, I just think it's and so it's good. it's really funny how like there are, and that's like a kind of a running thing in the show is that, like within hours things will turn apocalyptic or like be very isolated, like that's that's one of the examples. There's another one where they have um, the meow meow points. Is that what they're called? Um, oh, where like there's an app yeah. that you can like, raid everybody on, and then within like a like a couple days there's like an entire society that's yeah. built on this app. And, like, the ones and the twos, like, Wait, have to dress in gray uh, and the fives. Fistful of like, Paintballs, season two, is the Western-themed one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, you were saying it was the Star Wars one. No, no, the second one is the Star Wars-themed one. The one with, like, the City College. No, so season one is the one themed after Fast and the Furious. So it's Modern Warfare. Season two yeah. no. is the, the western the, western and one. then, and then season, like season three or four season four is the star wars one yeah the, the last one is the season yeah. is the, the last one they do well not even the last one because they bring it back again mm. like a secret paintball because mm-hmm. the custodians are gonna quit mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I feel like this, the show's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, There's so much shit to talk about. One of the other really fun things within the show is my favorite thing, and I think it's your favorite thing in the show, is the recurring Troy and Abed in the morning gag. Troy and Abed in the... My favorite gag about Troy and Abed in the morning are when Pierce dies and they just go, Troy and Abed are in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. That's always... I think about that all the time. That entire, just like, their chemistry together just works so well. So one of my favorite gags, actually, with Troy and Abed is not Troy and Abed in the morning. It's the Biblioteca rap. Because they, like, bring it into multiple, ta- like, they the multiple do. episodes, like, different episodes. And then there's one with Betty White. I was going to say, Betty White it. does it with them. <laughs> Betty White raps it one day. Um, and then at the end, like, there's one where they do it, and they, at the end, they sing Africa. They do. Yeah. That's a good... I know uh, <laughs> that one's your favorite. No, that's the one with Betty White. Betty White sings She Africa. sings Africa? I thought she did the rap. I think that's the one. She does the rap, and then she sings oh, Africa. Is that the same Hold one? Hold on. Let me look it up. Let me confirm. Okay. Yeah, so I guess, um... She doesn't sing the Biblioteca rap. She, she does, sings like, Africa. It's the same beat. Yeah. It's the same beat, but they're doing like a um, anthropology version yeah. of it, and then she sings Africa, but it's still great. So one of because the- like at the end they talk about they have like a star rating and it says Africa by Toto five stars. So um, we were talking about running gags. I mean, before we move, well, honestly, I do need to talk more about Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, um, I am so obsessed with it that I have. Funko Pops of Troy and Abed yeah. holding their mugs, and they no, like mirror each other. And that should be the podcast photo. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I also my other favorite thing about Troy and Abed in the morning is that like they have the actual morning show, and then there are people like outside holding signs, yeah. and they're like, "This isn't a real show. Do you know that?" <laughs> and like that's the every time one of the star, like one of the actors or like their friends. Like, see them doing, like, this isn't a real show. Um, and there's an episode where, like, they're doing it. It's Troy and Abed late night. Oh, yeah. And they're like, late night. And <laughs> Annie calls and like, we have Annie. She's like, guys, it's 1 a.m. Go to sleep. <laughs> it, yeah, that's what makes it even funnier is that it's not a show. It's just. No. A... It's just something that they sit around doing yeah. that, like, people are into. Apparently. So, one of my favorite running gags is. It's not even a gag. It's the constant Halloween episodes. Um, And Mm -hmm. each one is very different. But the one that just popped into my brain is from season three when it's horror fiction and seven spooky steps. And that's the... Is that the one where Britta Britta's the test results and they all tell like a scary story? And that's the one where the Dean is in the devil costume and he goes, gay marriage. He's got like the chainsaw. (laughs) Dude, that one's so funny because it's like everybody tells their own. So the premise is that like Britta had everyone take a, take a test yeah. to like test like their mental um, ability, mm-hmm. like their like psychological standpoint. And she's like, well, somebody tested like they're a psychopath. So she has everybody. She, tell yeah, a story, she wants like a someone to story. say she wants to figure out who within the group is the psychopath. Yeah. So she has everyone tell a story and like everyone tells these like weird stories um and like <laughs> Pierce is like gross and sexual um Abed's is like 
weirdly like specific like, it's not weirdly specific but it's like this is how you would actually do like a horror movie yeah and um shirley's is like christian as hell yeah britta's is dumb <laughs> yeah and then at the end you find out that like they're like britta why are the results at the top of the scantron and she like turns out that she did them wrong and they all actually tested as psychopaths because yeah. <laughs> or sociopaths yeah but my my i the the gay marriage gif cracks yeah. me up every single time i see it Another really fun, um, like, r- running gag for me is the ass crack bandits. Because <laughs> it, like, comes back in the last yeah. season. So, like, the ass crack bandit is, like, this person that, like, drops a quarter into people's butt cracks. Mm-hmm. And when they do, like, they, like, the person that gets, like, cracked or whatever they called, quartered, um, is, like, wearing blankets. And they're, like, they act like, like they're, like, legitimately hurt and, like, hospitalized. <laughs> it's just, like, they got a quarter in their butt. Um, but it's funny because like in the last the last time they bring it up, they insinuate that like everybody's actually yeah. an ass crack bandit, yeah. and like some of them do it to like get revenge on people. But somebody like Annie does it because she wants to play like house or like uh, play this like weird role with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, and that's when like Starburns comes back oh, after he died in a meth accident. Yeah, that's right. Or after he faked his death. Do you... This is going to get really specific. Do you remember the episode where Annie loses her pen? And the, yeah, it's the bottle episode. Oh, that's the bottle episode? Yeah, that's the one where Troy goes, we're doing a bottle episode. Because uh, it's a bottle episode. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's the one where, like, they're stuck in the room and they all, like, strip down and they're looking for her pen. And, it, like, Annie's boobs ended up taking it. Yeah. Annie's boobs is the the monkey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that um, I was saw that a episode. really inter- Yeah. I saw a really interesting uh fan theory that like so um when they do everyone's like origin story, there's an episode where Troy is talking about everyone's origin, mm-hmm. how they're all tied together. Right. So like for example, Jeff is tied to Shirley because Jeff got um the sh- stripper, I believe, that um Shirley's husband cheated on her with. I thought Jeff like, and off. Shirley got into a fight when they were teenagers. Yes, that's yeah. Um, but they're tied together that way. Jeff and Shirley uh, like played foosball or something yeah. when they were younger. Um, and then like Jeff, I'm trying to think, is tied to Britta because she like came to the after the court hearing and was like thanked him for getting the stripper off. Yeah. Um, and so like everybody's basically tied together. Like it goes on about how like Troy and Abed are tied together. Oh, Troy threw like the flyer for the community college at Abed and Abed opened it up and saw like film and he like wanted to go to school because of that. And essentially like everybody like had been together in the same location at this frozen yogurt shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't remember why I'm talking about everyone's origin story all of a sudden. Oh, because you're thinking about the Annie's boobs. With the monkey is Annie's oh, boobs. yes. So, um, Annie's boobs, there's a theory out there that, um, like, Britta, like, rescued or, like, broke into this testing facility and, like, saved a monkey. And there's a theory out there that that monkey that she saved is Annie's boobs. Which 
um, is the same monkey. Yeah. And which is like also theorized to what to be what drove Chang crazy when he was living in the vents. I feel because like we haven't even talked about him. him. So like I was gonna say that. <laughs> so in the beginning of the show, um, Ben Chang is the professor of Spanish. Yeah. And throughout yes. the show, the guy just like loses his mind. Yes. Yeah, so in season one, he's a professor of Spanish. Towards the end of season one, he goes to Jeff and is like, hey, how did you fake having a degree? Yeah. Because I don't actually have a Spanish degree. Yeah. And Jeff is like, why would I help you? And he's like, okay, well, because everything that you've done this semester will go away. So then Ben Chang, like, runs off. Uh, or I think, it's, I think it's season two, actually, where he asks about it because they're in Spanish, too. Yeah. Um, and then... He comes back as a student. Because um, he, he has to finish his degree. Yes, because he has to finish his degree. So he comes back as a student. And then at some point, he, like, disappears and comes back as Kevin, who has Changnesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gets arrested. And then he's, like, eventually teaching math in the last season. It's this whole wild thing, like... Jeff went off and, like, after he graduated to become a natural lawyer, and he comes back mm-hmm. to, like, sue, to try and sue the school for something, and then, like, Chang is a, a math teacher that's on, like, house arrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why they keep hiring him, I don't know, but he's so funny. I'm so glad they do. His obsession with wanting to be part of the study group when he is a student is absolutely yeah. hilarious as well. Yeah. Uh, because he, like, turns on them, yeah. and then he, like, unturns on them when they, like, accept him. Yeah. Um, there is something interesting that I do want to talk about. So, throughout the show, um, what is it, season four, or no, season five, Donald Glover and Chevy Chase leave. Chevy Chase got fired, yes. I believe, and Donald Glover left to go do music. To go become Childish um, Gambino. No. He was already Childish Donald Gambino. Donald Glover isn't... Donald Glover doesn't isn't Childish Gambino. They just look a lot alike. He left. They're he literally people. left the show to go pursue the Childish Gambino music. Oh, career. I know because because like when he leaves on the boat, it says like, um, it's childish something, something. Yeah, it says something that's like a reference yeah. to Childish Gambino. Um, and then the next season, that's season four, I think. He leaves in season four. No, sorry. He leaves in season five, and then in season six, Shirley leaves. Okay. And Shirley leaves to go, like, be a private chef or something while, like, or take care of her dad and be, like, a private chef. And they make references to Shirley leaves. So season six is really, really interesting because uh, at the end, there's these commercials for other things, other, like, fake shows on the network that they're on. And uh, one of them is, like, Shirley being like a detective or something and so like it's self-referential and like that Yvette Brown left mm-hmm. um to go do something else um but there is a really funny joke or not a funny joke but there's a joke at the end um because so Childish Gamb or uh Donna Glover and Pierce Chevy Chase were replaced by this older uh white guy that is the criminology professor yeah. And then Yvette Brown, uh, Shirley, is replaced in season six by this, like, IT guy. Um, 
And after, or no, she, I think he's also in season five. Um, but after she leaves, I can't remember who says it, but somebody's like, they're getting rid of all the colored people, like all of the, like people of color. Well, thinking of when, like, that's not where I thought you were going. Cause I thought you were going to bring up how in, um, the, well, also in season six, that's when John Oliver comes back yeah. and is like part of the main group. I thought you were going to bring up the bit, um, it's, I think it's, so, if, uh, Shirley leaves in five, then Troy- Shirley leaves at the end of, or in the beginning of, and like, in the beginning of six, she's not there and they explain it. Okay, so then then she she only has, like, the very end of the episode, she has that little, like, commercial for a new show. So then, I don't, when, shortly after Troy leaves, um- if you watch when they're talking, they're watching a newsreel and at the bottom of the news screen, it says, um, LeVar Burton and random fan go missing at sea. I don't think I ever saw that. I never noticed. Yeah. That. So it's like, it's like, it, you know how like that. on a normal news show news goes yeah. across the bottom. Yeah. It like says it at real. the bottom and the real the ticker and yeah i've never noticed that. yeah so it basically insinuates that yes they went off to sea but they went missing yeah i didn't know that um i didn't notice that that's really interesting thinking of that though one of the things i wrote down that makes me laugh so hard is that troy was originally afraid to meet lavar burton oh because he didn't he so didn't want to disappoint him that, well like when uh Pierce is like in the hospital for over overdosing on like pills. Um he's like giving everybody these backhanded gifts mm-hmm. and he gives so he gives um Annie like a crown or something and like everybody's like getting like going crazy because of their gifts. Like Shirley's like, This is a tape of like people talking he's like these this is a tape of all of our friends talking bad about you and she's like guilting everybody um he gives Britta like a a check to donate to charity or to keep for herself uh so he gives annie this crown and oh and jeff's gift is his like meeting his dad Mm -hmm. um and troy's gift is lavar burton and he's like he's like oh thanks so much and then he goes into like a cafeteria and starts screaming he's like he knew i never wanted to meet him i just wanted a photo even better, he refers to him as Kuntakite, who is his character in the show Roots. He doesn't even call um, him Lavar no, Burton. That's why that's not what he refers to him as. Uh, that's what Britta refers to him oh. as. Oh, I, I say they because definitely she like writes him a check um, for something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you didn't take that. I would have bounced a check to Kuntakite." <laughs> he knows Lavar Burton from reading Rainbow mm-hmm. um, in Star Trek. But they all refer to him as Kunta Kinte. <laughs> right. And I actually had never made the connection uh, until that show. Oh, that LeVar Burton was in Roots, Star Trek, Roots? and Reading Rainbow? No, I just never made the connection that he was in Roots. Oh, gotcha. I saw, I saw, I think I've only seen Roots once when I was like Very young. 13. Yeah. I was, like, in 6th, 7th grade, and, like, we watched it as part of, like, Black History Month in school, which, like, we had to get permission to because it's a very, it's very graphic. Movie. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think I knew who LeVar, well, I mean, I knew who LeVar Burton was because of Reading Rainbow, but I did not make the connection. Yeah. One of my notes of things that, uh, make me laugh in the show. So when Troy and Abed live together, there's a very, Mm -hmm. like, well-known sequence of Troy waking up in full-blown Spider-Man gear. And that's entirely in reference to when the internet wanted Donald Glover to play Spider-Man. Yes, they wanted him to play Miles Morales, which is the black Spider-Man yes. in the separate universe. Yes, but um, this was at the same... Speaking of... This was when um, they were in the process of like casting and putting together the amazing Spider-Man, which was Andrew Garfield. So there was like a whole internet campaign to say, bring on Donald Glover to play mm-hmm. in the new amazing Spider-Man. So, I don't know if you know this, but in um, Into the Spider-Verse, um, there is a scene where Miles Morales, there's like a TV in the background, and it shows Donald Glover waking up, that scene in the community where it shows Donald Glover waking up and wearing Spider-Man pajamas, it shows that scene. And it's a reference to the community. No! This, like, to the, it's, it's like a self-referential part of like the community piece. Um being a reference to him playing Miles Morales. Yeah. What? I'm really glad you didn't know that. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yep, there's a TV that shows it. Like, and it's it's not even in the background. It's in the foreground, and, like, Miles Morales is in the front, and, like, in the background, mm-hmm. and they're, like, the TV's here, and they're focused on the scene here, but the TV is like, there, and you can see it. Saw it on TikTok. That's amazing. That is incredible. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that so much. I love that so much. And then my other thing that makes... Do you want to talk... Oh, you go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, so the other thing that makes no, me ahead. laugh is just, like, the Dean doing anything. My favorite thing about the Dean is him putting the word Dean into things. Oh, yeah. Um, Where he, like, will talk... He'll, like, use a word and just, like, put the word Dean. Like, uh... I can't think of things. I'm going to Google it real quick. Deanisms. But, like, there are situations where he would, like, say the word indeed, and then it would be like, indeed. I think that's, that's definitely one of them. Um, so that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Oh, here's one. Um, frankly, my dear, I don't give a dean. (laughs) What? It's so bad. It's so good. <laughs> There's one that's um, him talking to Chang, and he goes, Ben, how's it deaning? And Chang goes, can't calm Chang. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Chang did it, too. <laughs> Chang also would insert his name into bits. Yeah. yeah. Like Changnesia. Yeah. How's it Changing? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. On the Dean low. God. Yeah, so, like, those are some of my favorite things about the Dean. Um, One of the other things I wanted to talk about are um, community-isms that we, like, use in regular day. So one of them is, like, the darkest timeline, talking about, like, things being the darkest timeline. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Everything is the darkest timeline. (laughs) I would also say that, like, Abed's cool. 
cool, cool, cool. I do a lot. Yeah. Um. No, I think mostly me referring to everything as the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh, and also just using the Troy reaction when he walks into the apartment in the darkest timeline, holding the pizza and everything's on fire. I use that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I send that to my coworkers nowadays, just like in an email. <laughs> so, um, um, one thing I was going to ask do you have a favorite episode, like of all time? You don't, I don't need to. I, I don't do, know if you. Think, I don't know the names of the episodes, but no, I I really don't think I do have a favorite episode. Um, I will watch an episode and be like, oh my god, this is my favorite, and then like three episodes later, I'll be like, oh my god, this is my. favorite. I think that that's fair. Uh, um, so I don't know that I really have a favorite. The paintball ones are like super good. I really enjoy those. Um. The Halloween ones are really funny, too. I enjoy those. I enjoy the, the zombie episode a That's lot. That's season two Halloween, I think, where the uh, the AV so, yeah. school, or not the AV, the, the like, uh, maintenance school or whatever comes and, like, stops the, the there's a theory that they, they were the ones theory, that stopped yeah. the zombie apocalypse yeah. so that they can get Troy to go work on water fountains yeah. and do plumbing. Uh, air conditioning. Oh, that's right. Because they wanted him to work on, like, the... Because they had to drop everyone's body temperature and stop, like, the virus. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite? Um, One that I just was, like, thinking of that I think might be one of my favorites is Troy's 21st birthday. That's a good one, yeah. Where, like, they go out to celebrate Troy. Troy thinks that he's turning 20. Well, Troy thinks, yeah. And they're like, wait we just did this math it's actually your 21st birthday and then yeah and he's like well no everybody is five twice (laughs) (laughs) or everybody does this grade twice so everyone's like this age or one year everybody repeats this grade yeah so they're actually a year yeah younger but then i think it within that episode annie getting a fake id and adopting a fake personality the entire Mm -hmm. night i think is so funny (laughs) The other really funny part about the episode is Abed sitting next to a dude drinking beer and talking about, I think it's in, like another, some show, the same show that got canceled. Um, and that guy being like, so like, are we going to go have sex or not? And Abed's like, no, thank you. It's <laughs> like, did you know I was gay? And Abed was like, yeah, I just thought you'd want to talk about the show. I just really wanted to talk about the show. <laughs> the guy like throws the beer in his face. Um, and then the other running gag is the argument between Britta and Jeff about the cool restaurant. Oh, yeah. Or the cool bar. Uh, and, like, one's like, it's the Red Door. No, it's L Street. And, like, it, they drive by and, like, oh, that's L Street. And he's like, that's the Red Door. And, it, like, it's the same bar. Uh, Troy slams on the brakes. He's like, are you ta- Are you kidding me? Like, it's the same it's the same bar. I thought you guys were older than me, so you were smarter than me. But it turns out you're just as dumb as me. And Britta and Jeff are like, duh. I just love, like, that ending bit where everyone's, like, passed out and Troy's the one driving. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode. Um, another one that I do really enjoy that we haven't talked about is the Pillow Fort Civil War. 
mm-hmm. where they basically well that's that's interesting because it's the pillow fort and the blanket fort yes yes because yeah. the, the, the there's the two civil, episodes about yeah it, the there? civil uh they build a pillow fort and then um like troy then goes off and builds a blanket fort and then there's a civil war i think it's like a, i think, I think it's, it's two a, episodes yeah i think it's a double it's like a pair yeah i think you're right but the civil war is over the blanket forts no i think that there's a pillow fort episode and then they like say it went mainstream and then they like break it down and then there's a civil war episode like another one i think it's i think it's i think it's like a running episode so it's a blanket yeah it's two episodes so there's two different episodes there's a blanket for when then they talk about it to become too mainstream and then they destroy it and that's season two in season three they build a spiritual successor to in the blanket town blanket for was called fluffy town yes okay then they do a spiritual successor out of pillows and then they were setting the world record for the largest pillow or blanket fort and then they had a fallout and that's when there's like the civil war yes okay so we just combined episodes but we were talking about the same yeah concept well yep 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 so there's one pillow and then there's a blanket yeah uh actually no so in the third season In the third season, there's two. There's a blanket and a pillow. In the first season, it was just blanket. In the third season, in the second season, there's just blanket. In the third season, it's blanket and pillow. Because there's Pillow Town and Blanketsburg, and that's when they yes. have, like, the that's, documentary style yeah. of, like, the wars. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. I just think this entire episode is, like, the, the storyline between the Obviously, but across multiple seasons of like the pillow forts, blanket forts deal, I think it's so funny because if you just like watch the episodes, you're like, this is bananas. It's similar mm-hmm. to like how you feel watching the paintball episode where they build the full Western community, and you're yeah. like, they did this with pillows. Yeah, it's like it's again like those very self-contained episodes where like they go completely overboard for being like a community college like how are they how do they have access to this much shit that they can like create this entire thing like there's an episode i think in like season five where or season i think it's five or six i think it's five where they build an entire bar behind shirley's restaurant (laughs) <laughs> yeah and let's like how do you guys have access to this much funds and this much like infrastructure that you can build these th- these things and have like an entire like self um contained like economy and like a society mm-hmm. um so the thing i wanted to talk about before we end because i don't know if we have much else to talk about but i wanted to say that we love community so much that our season three nomenclature naming convention thing uh, was community. Was that season three? I already forget our seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have to look it up. Uh, but, like, all of their episode titles are, like, referential to, like, class names. Uh, so at the like beginning, they were. They, they changed yeah. later. But at the beginning of the show, they were yeah. a lot of the... Yeah, it's, like, intro to this, survey of this, um whatever like 101 and so we did that for season three 
as a like reference to that. I do have one. Before, like, I have one last fact. Going back to just memes. I have one last fact, and it's a very Stephanie type fact. Okay. okay, so the show has like a musical composition running throughout. The show's composer is Ludwig Göransson. Ludwig oh Göransson is also well known at the time for working on New Girl. He mm-hmm. also did all the composition for New Girl. He was working on this show and met a up-and-coming rapper by the name of Childish Gambino. Ludwig Gordson is also one of the producers for Childish Gambino, Thundercat, Azalea Banks, and Chance the Rapper. Ludwig Gordson mm-hmm. is also very well known right now for his work as the composer for Black Panther and The Mandalorian. Yeah. He got his start awesome. working on sitcoms. I mean, that's the wild thing is that I community really launched so many careers. Mm-hmm. And this is something I think I sent you, um, maybe not, um, but the amount of people that have been blown up or have gotten work from community or from knowing Dan Harmon on his different projects um, is super high. Like, the amount of people that appeared as, like, secondary characters or as guest characters in community and then appeared as, like, guest characters in uh, Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and, like, different other things. Um, is it's There's so many of them. And I think that's the thing about community is that it's, like, really well regarded as a... It's a good show. Like, it's funny, but it's, like, well done. And it's, like, a legitimately, like... Yes, it has a cult following, but it's... And it's a sitcom, but it's a well done... Um, like, well-produced, well-written show. Oh, totally. That really, like, launched a bunch of careers because of that. Yeah, I I think Community's just done... It's such a good show, and it's done so yeah. much for so many of these people's careers. Mm-hmm. Except for Chevy Chase, because fuck Chevy Chase, but the rest of them. Well, it's funny, because, like, a bunch of people, and I feel like this was referenced at some point... Um, like, through Allison Bree, is that, like, almost everybody that was, like, a main character in Community ended up with a Netflix show at some point. Because Joel McHale had his show. He um, was doing the soup during Community. Right, but he also had a Netflix show later on that was, like, Joel McHale. Oh, he had his own show? That's news to me. You don't know about that? No. It's solid. <laughs> Uh, let me see what it's called. The Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. It's basically The Soup. Oh. That's going to say, I um, watched The Soup. And then Gillian Jacobs um, had, what is it called, Love? I don't know what um, she had then, then, but she just recently came out with a movie called I Used to Go Here that's based about yeah. like her being an alumni. It's like, way older than like the students at Illinois State. IU, one of those, and Jemaine yeah. Clements in it. No, she had a show called Love, I think, on Netflix, and then Allison Brie had Glow on Netflix. Yes. Um, so, like, a bunch of them ended up with shows on Netflix um, because of, like, and I think they've talked about, like, how with, like, the relationships with each other, they were able to, like, help each other out with things like that and, like, navigating. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think to end it, this episode, we um, 
can quickly talk about the movie as we mentioned that like six scenes in the movie mm-hmm. we mentioned again that is a thing um but they all constantly are saying that they're down for the movie yeah. and this is kind of where it comes back to what allison um brie said is that because they all have this like relationship with netflix maybe one day netflix will be the venue that the movie comes out on i would love to see the movie because i really just need six seasons in a movie to be the thing i just need it to happen yeah, yeah i mean i agreed like Regardless of whether or not the movie is good, I just I just need it to happen. The movie to happen, yeah. I don't want it to be a question mark anymore. I just want six seasons of the movie because like that brings that joke full circle. Because oh like, yeah, they ended an episode with like hashtag six seasons of the movie right. question mark. Um, so like I would love to see six seasons of the movie. Yeah, honestly, I and maybe Netflix will do that one day. I don't think I would want to see them do another revival of the show. I just want the movie. I wouldn't either. I just want the movie. I wouldn't either. And I think that Dan Harmon and like the cast all feel the same way to where like they wouldn't want to do another revival or a reboot. They just want to do the movie. Yeah. And like the movie has been in talks for a long time. Oh, I know. And like if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says like the movie was like picked up and then dropped and then picked up and dropped and picked up and dropped. Um, So maybe one day we'll get the movie. Let's hope we get our full. And it could be six, like a standalone. It, let's hope we get our it full six seasons in a movie. Yes. All right, and I think with that covers it. For yeah, the I think episode. that's our. I think that's that is the topic to end the episode on. Bring yes. us the movie Dan Harmon. Six seasons and a movie. So you told us six seasons and a movie. We want the movie. So with that. If you enjoyed this episode, which we both, we both enjoyed this episode, so we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to go watch Community later. So please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and leave us a five-star rating, and please write us a review. If you write us a review, we will read it on an episode. As always, we mention this every episode. We have not gotten any new reviews. So if you write us a review... We will read it on the episode. And if you're not comfortable leaving us a review on a public forum, forum, if you're not public, forum. if you're not comfortable, I'm not comfortable leaving us a, a review in a public forum either. So I get it. If you're not comfortable leaving us a review in a public forum, shoot us a DM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and we'll read it on the show anyways. Also... Um, please interact with us on social media we love you guys you guys seem to love us on social media and we love chatting with you guys and going back and forth also i can't say this well i'm gonna say it anyways if you have brewery recommendations in the san francisco bay area send them to us because i want to make Lindsay go there (laughs) Um, and you can listen through the next song to hear our socials and just DM us or whatever with review or with recommendations. And, uh, we, we will see you guys next time. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us. You can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. 
Our Instagram is drunk and uncultured. And our Twitter is drunk uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.